Hi, Idaho and true crime followers alike. My name is Andy with an I, and this is the Idaho Crime Squad Pod. I know I'm taking about a month off the podcast and I'll get to why here in a second, but holy shit, guys, we have so many updates on cases and a few other things I want to talk about. So I just thought I'd pop on here and give you guys all the tea. So first off, the reason I've been gone is complicated and I can't exactly tell you all the details yet because it's still very much in the works. But what I can tell you is the Idaho Crime Squad is gearing up for something huge that kind of ties into the Brian Koberger Moscow murder trial. This opportunity kind of hit us like a truck. Honestly, it feels sort of like the beginning of all of our careers as true crime reporters, experts, and researchers. Our whole team is super excited and preparing for a pretty big influx in traffic to our content. So to say it's been a madhouse here in the squad pod is a freaking understatement. I know I'm being pretty vague, but trust me, when this does come to fruition, you'll be glad to say that you listened back in the OG days of the pod. And for being an OG listener, we cannot thank you enough. Okay, next up, let's talk about Lori Vallow. She was sentenced last week to five life terms without parole for the conspiracy and murders of Tylee and JJ, as well as Tammy Daybell. If you follow us on TikTok, you probably saw us post what she had to say for herself, which also was the only thing we've heard her say for years. I'm going to put it at the end of this episode. It's like 10 minutes long and major trigger warning. This lady is a fucking lunatic. The next update I have for you guys is actually regarding Lance Peck. And we have a lot of ground to cover here. Lance was the owner and operator of Downard Funeral Home. If you haven't listened to episode two of the pod, I highly recommend it. But basically, Lance was in possession of 12 decomposing bodies and over 50 fetuses and was caught back in 2021. First and foremost, there are like 60 pending misdemeanor charges for Lance, which he has pled not guilty to. His jury trial has been set for October 16th, but the odds of that getting pushed out are pretty high and he might end up just taking a plea deal for it. There are also now four pending lawsuits against Lance, the funeral home, and his crematory, each of them with several different plaintiffs. I can assume these are family members of the mishandled corpses that Lance is responsible for. These lawsuits are still in ongoing litigation, and I'm not as good at deciphering lawsuit terminology, but from what I can tell, it's not looking good for Lance. And last but not least with this freaking circus, there is one lawsuit from what I can again assume is a family member who is taking this to the next fucking level. This person is suing not only Lance, but also his three LLCs, the Idaho Department of Professional and Occupational License, the Pocatello Police Department, and the Idaho Morticians Board. And I'm glad they are, because somewhere along the way here, someone dropped the ball. I'm sure each of these state-funded operations are pointing the finger anywhere but themselves, but I am so glad that someone is holding them accountable. And you can have your opinion on who's at fault, but a lawsuit like this is usually a sure way 
to find out who really is to blame, aside from Lance Peck himself. Side note, if you are a defendant or are currently suing Lance Peck and feel there is any way that the Idaho Crime Squad can help, please send us an email at idahocrimesquad at gmail.com. I would love to help promote any crowdfunding needed to assist or do anything that I can to help make sure that you guys get some sort of restitution and closure. Moving on, Gerald Pizzuto. Gerald is a total trash human being and we haven't covered him on the pod, although we do have a few videos about him on our TikTok. He was sentenced to death in 1986 for the gruesome murders of two people near McCall. Gerald has been on death row ever since and has run into some major health issues along the way. Basically, he's terminally ill and so he's been taken off and put back on death row countless times. His original death date was for December of 2022, but that date came and went as Idaho was not able to obtain the stupid, expensive, and rare drug that they use to execute people. He was served another death warrant in March of this year, but again, the state of Idaho is claiming that they cannot obtain the drug, which it's probably a good thing that it's like so hard to get, right? It's basically a bioweapon. The state of Idaho is so insistent that Gerald be executed that they actually proposed a bill to bring back the firing squad, which was outlawed in 2012. This bill is currently being reviewed by the Idaho legislature, which means we are wasting even more more taxpayer money on this absolute rancid diaper of a human being. So far, it's estimated that we have spent over $10 million on Gerald Pizzuto, and believe it or not, that's the norm for death row inmates. You can have all the opinions you want about the death penalty, but I say we just take away this guy's health care and let him die in a cell alone. All right, the last thing that I want to talk about, and guys, I heavily thought this over before including it in the episode. I wasn't going to, but I think I just want to set the record straight here. The last several months, and pretty much since I started with the TikTok and then the podcast, we get frequent emails about other podcasts or channels that seem to be either copying our content, stealing our cases, or blatantly plagiarizing our episodes. This is something that is not new to us. Unfortunately, as a small business and a female-run company, it's more likely to happen. And I just want to let everyone know that we are very much unbothered by this. And don't get me wrong, I really do appreciate Idaho looking out for us. You guys have no idea how much it means to feel like the community is defending the Idaho Crime Squad. But here's my thought process. I did not invent the true crime genre. This is something I also bandwagoned on as far as reporting it goes. I believe everyone has a right to report on things and it's not my prerogative to gatekeep in any capacity. In fact, I am avidly against that. I understand that art builds off other art and one thing I am not is a hater. Second, it's Idaho. And one of the things that makes the podcast and TikTok successful is that most of the cases we cover are cases that are well known here because Idaho doesn't have a lot of crime, which means it's beyond inevitable that the stories we share will be shared by someone else as well. I mean, I would be lying if I said it's not frustrating for my team that we spend hundreds of hours of work on an episode just to have someone else cover the same case, even down to the way we report the case. But to be honest, we really don't have time to fight this battle. We have so many bigger fish to fry, especially with the Koberger trial that's coming soon. I have talked some things over with our lawyer who basically feels the same way I do, that we should never feel threatened or waste any time getting worked up about it. And if anything, we should be taking it as a compliment because it means we're putting something out that's worth plagiarizing. We took some basic precautions to hopefully dilute or prevent it in the future, and we're going to call it a day for now. At the end of the day, we are still the leading Idaho true 
crime TikTok by far, and well on our way to being one of the leading podcasts as well. Fellow true crime reporters and podcasters just aren't our enemy. We are all here for one purpose, and that is to get to the bottom of crime and support those hurting in our community. That being said, my team and our lawyer are now aware of the concerns and will be paying a little more attention to anything that may be detrimental to our brand or the insanely hard work that we do here at the Idaho Crime Squad. Again, thank you guys so much for letting us know for the last several months. I seriously feel so loved and watched out for. There really aren't words to say thank you, so... Thank you. Okay, Crime Squad, I'm going to insert the clip of Lori Vallow's psychotic rant at her sentencing last week. Again, guys, trigger warning. She never admits to anything, but like, I, I don't know how else to prepare you. Here it is. I would like to start by quoting John from the New Testament in the Bible. In John chapter 8, verse 7, Jesus says, He that is without sin among you, let him cast first cast a stone at her. Then in verse 15, Jesus says, Ye judge after the flesh, I judge no man. And yet if I judge, my judgment is true. Jesus knows me. And Jesus understands me. I mourn with all of you who mourn my children and Tammy. Jesus Christ knows the truth of what happened here. Jesus Christ knows that no one was murdered in this case. Accidental deaths happen. Suicides happen. Fatal side effects from medications happen. I have a different perspective in life because in 2002, when I was pregnant with Tylee, I died in the hospital while in labor with her. They tried to stop my labor. They put me on the table and they put something in my IV and I felt my spirit falling to the floor. I was standing near my pregnant body watching the doctors try to revive me, which took them a few minutes. In that time, my sister Stacy was standing to my left. I turned to hug her and was surprised that her spirit was as tangible as a physical body because I knew I was in spirit and she was in spirit. She said she needed to show me some things and we went to heaven. I later returned to my body. Because of this experience, I have access to heaven and the spirit world. Since then, I have had many communications from people now living in heaven including my children, Tylee Ashland and Joshua Jackson, my sisters, Stacy and Lolly, my aunts and my uncles and my grandparents. I have had many communications with Jesus Christ, the savior of this world and our heavenly parents. I've had many angelic visitors have come and communicated with me and even manifested themselves to me because of these communications, I know for a fact that my children are happy and busy in the spirit world. Because of my communications with my friend, Tammy Daybell, I know that she is also very happy and extremely busy. I have always mourned the loss of my loved ones and I have lost many 
in this mortal world. However, I know them more than most people. I know where they are now and what they're doing. I know how wonderful heaven is and I'm homesick for it every single day. I know we all lived in heaven before we were born on earth and we were all adult spirits in the heavenly realm. We chose to come to earth as mortals. Heaven is more wonderful than you can possibly imagine. I do not fear death, but I look forward to it. I do not, I did not want to return to my body when I was out of it. Even though my son Colby, who I adored more than anything, was only six years old at the time, and I was about to give birth to this new baby girl that I wanted so badly. I was a young mother, and you would think I wouldn't want to leave my children, but as I stood in heaven, I did not want to go back. I thought they would be fine without me because I was peaceful, and I was happy, and I was home. But then I was told by Jesus that I needed to go back and complete things that I had covenanted or promised to do before I was born. This caused me a lot of distress because I knew heaven was my real home and I only wanted to be there. I was free from pain, emotional and physical. But then I was shown how I would help my children and others in the future. So ultimately I did agree to go back to my body. Kylie has visited me. She is happy and very busy. Kylie is free now from all the pains of her life. Kylie suffered horrible physical pain her whole life. I sat with Kylie in the hospital year after year after year while she screamed in pain when the morphine wasn't even enough to take away the pain of her pancreatitis. I sat there while she cried and I held back her hair while she threw up. And I am the only person on this earth who knows how much Tylee suffered in her life. She had pain every single day. She never felt good. Her body did not work right. And I don't know if that was from complications from me dying while she was being born or something else, but she had a very difficult life. She was sexually abused by her own biological father since she was three years old. And she was forced by family court to go visit him for 10 years against her will. I fought for her in court. I protected her. I tried to protect her with my whole life, I tried to protect her. I worried about her every single day. Tylee had to get her GED because she couldn't go to school every day because she never felt good. She felt sick. Nobody knows this because Tylee, like myself, tries to put on a good front, tries to be a happy person, tries to have hope in life, tries to know that she's here for a purpose and that she has an eternal purpose to be on this earth but I never stopped worrying about her. One of the times that Tylee came to me as a spirit after she died, she said, she commanded me and she said to me, stop worrying, mom, we are fine. She knows how I worry and how I miss her. The first time JJ visited me after he passed away, 
he put his arm around me and he said to me, you didn't do anything wrong, mom. I love you. And I know you loved me every minute of my life. JJ, Joshua Jackson was an adult spirit and he was very, very tall when he put his arm around me. He is busy, he is engaged, he has jobs that he does there and he is happy where he is. His life was short, but JJ's life was meaningful. JJ was a wonderful person and touched the lives of everyone and I adored him every minute of his life. My eternal friend, Tammy Daybell has visited me on several occasions. She came to bring me peace and comfort and I know that she is extremely busy helping her family, especially her children and grandchildren. And I have a great love for Tammy. My beautiful children, Tylee Ashland and Joshua Jackson, rest safely this day in the arms of Jesus. My wonderful friend, Tammy Daybell, rests safely this day in the arms of Jesus. And I look forward to the day when we are all reunited and I too will rest with them in the arms of my Jesus. Yeah. Anyways, I'll leave you with your thoughts on that. Thanks for listening to our update episode. We'll be back next week with a new case. Take care, Idaho, and stay safe. Idaho Crime Squad Pod is an Idaho Crime Squad production. Trademark 2022. All rights reserved.